Thank you, Lord. We just magnify and just praise you and just glorify and adore your holy name. You have no comparison. Um, no one comes near you. And we just love you because you are our Father, our Abba Father. Um, I just pray, Lord, that as I speak, Lord, that you prepare people's parts to be receptive to your word. And I pray, Lord, as I open up my mouth, that you, Lord, will speak to the people. And even, Lord, that even though I have prepared, Lord, all victory, all progress belongs onto you. Just in my prayer, amen. All right, guys, so as um, as you know, we're on a new series in James. Um, Josh kicked off last week looking at James verses 1 to 18 about keeping your faith in the fight. And like, it was, as with a lot of words, I think we, should, I went back thinking, did I mean in terms of about faith, thinking about, um, you know, sometimes like, it's interesting that like, you can think, oh yeah, you know, you go through stuff so that your faith can grow. You know I mean, but all you need is a small amount of faith, and it's through that. You know I mean, that you like it's through that small amount of faith. That's all you need. But you need to make sure you keep it in the fight. Um, so we're in the book of James. Um, James is one of those books where some people actually question the challenge. Why is it actually in the Bible? Um, James is one of those books also that um, causes a lot of heated debates, etc. So, but my, my prayer is as we go through James, that we'll be able to um, distill and take out the things that the Lord wants us to apply in our lives. Um, so let's get on with it. So I'm going to carry on and finish off James chapter one. So Josh did one to 18 last week. And I'm going to finish off with verses 19 to 27. So I'm going to get someone just to read that for me. Hearing and doing the word. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant, rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer. He is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets that he that he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious, and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. <laughs> Thanks, um, I was there for that. All right, let's um, go through this. So the first thing we see, and I know this, my beloved brothers. So we know um, James is when you go back to verse one that he's talking to um, the dispersed tribe of Israel. Um, so in verse one, so we know he's talking to Israel. Also, we know that he's talking to brethren. Um, there's a lot of debate in terms of James, which James wrote this. Is it the brother of James, one of the, or is it one of the disciples? I think rather than get distracted with that, it's, let's kind of take away. Let's see what we can take away. But we know the audience is. Um, Israel, the, tri the, tri the 12 tribes of, um, of Israel dispersed, and then we know that they're brethren as well. 
All right. So notice my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear. Some say quick to hear. Quick to hear. Slow, some say slow, slow to speak. Slow to speak. And slow to anger. Slow to anger. Cool. So <clears throat> here, when, I, when, when we read this, there's a couple of things that we can take away fairly quickly in that, you know, in order to be slow to speak, sorry, in order to be quick to hear and slow to speak, that is we are being instructed to actually kind of think about others in terms of to be less self-centered and to be more other-centered. Mm -hmm. So if someone is speaking and I'm being told to listen, I mean to be quick to hear. So that talks about being quick is about being having the agility and actually giving at that time to actually hear and listen properly. And I've been told to slow to speak is to restrain, have some control and actually calm down. And so what we're seeing here is that there's a, um, I believe in terms of about being self-centered versus other-centered. And this aligns, I believe, with the mindset that we should have as Christians. Um, if we, for those who like, you know about Philippians, it's called that about knowing the interests of others. Actually, let's read it. Can someone read Philippians chapter two? Verses 3 to 5. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Praise him, praise him. So this is the mind that we should have, which is in Christ Jesus. I want to focus on to verse four in Philippians chapter two. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So one thing that one, one thing that we're not saying is don't care, don't, don't be reckless about yourself. In terms of we're not saying don't care about yourself. Because here it says, look, each of let each of you look not only. So your interest is important, but it's not the only and the main thing. There's other people's interests that we need to be considering. And these are the minds that we have. This is why we do um, within, our, within our gathering, we spend time to speak to each other and understand the interests of one another. And I'm hoping, you know, when we're having those sessions that we're giving people the chance to share what's going on. I'm actually listening to what they are saying. Because, you know, I will be, you know, I'll be honest, but there's times I'm having conversations where people are talking and I'm literally waiting for them to finish speaking so I can say what's on my mind. Mm -hmm. So that is not, that is actually not real here. That's not really real hearing. You're just waiting for someone just to get done so you can say your point. Maybe it's just me that does that. And, but this is saying that we should listen quickly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Listen properly. Uh, take on board what something is saying and let it not just be about us expressing our own opinion, expressing our own thoughts, but actually listening. And there is power in listening in terms of, have you ever come across someone where you met someone, been in a conversation, and, you've, and you can tell that they've actually listened to you? Mm -hmm. Is there anyone that's ever experienced that, when, when, they, when they felt listened to? Yeah. And when, so when, okay, for those who haven't, I'm free after the service to have a conversation with you. Um, but in but in terms of when you have been listened to, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of like the way it makes you feel, like I can't explain it, but you know when someone's actually listened to you. And I'm going to, on the other side, 
have you ever had a conversation with someone where you've been speaking you know you've been speaking they've been nodding their head but you know they have not been listening yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why everyone's looking around the room <laughs> at each other but but yeah we and we and we know what that is yes sir. yes sir okay but also we know what it is to have you ever had to listen now I mean actually slow down and actually listen there's there's effort involved in listening isn't there if you want to listen to what someone's actually really saying there's an effort involved in that which is why a lot of us don't want to do that but here we're being told listen quickly speak slowly and it's not about always expressing our opinions it's not always about us in terms of sharing you know that idea etc um sometimes it's about listening why because one we can actually potentially learn something Mm -hmm. and then two we can actually get a deeper understanding of the other person um let me share let's let me read proverbs 18 quickly actually there's a couple of things in there about our opinion so proverbs 18 verses 2 i'm read 13 as well a, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Yeah? I mean, in terms of so, it's like where it's just about, I want you to understand this. I know I, I, I'm just telling you what is on my mind. And, but a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, trying to get like, what, what, what is going on here? What's really going on? They just need to be able to say, this is what's on my mind. Here's what I think. Here's what I feel. Job done. When you read verse 13, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. So sometimes you won't even listen. I mean, like you already have answered the question before you've even heard what is being said. It's his folly and shame. So yeah, so that's that. I think this is just to encourage us in terms of in um, just moving your gatherings with people, etc. There's power in power and wisdom in just listening and actually just calming down and slowing down in your speaking. This is not saying don't speak because this is where we can take things to an extreme and be like, ah, see, Daniel said you shouldn't be speaking. You should just be you should, you should just be listening. I didn't say that. I said that it's there's an importance in listening and being slow at speaking in terms of there is a priority in first seeking to understand So when you're able to understand, then you can speak. Does that make sense? Cool, cool, cool. And then we see in verse 19, if you go back to James, it also talks about being slow to anger. Let me get there quickly. Being slow to speak and slow to anger, but the anger of man, verse 20, Verse 20, does not produce the righteousness of God, the right standing of God. So there's times, and also we've got to think about, here James even talking about the 12 tribes in the previous verses, he's talking about trials and tribulations. And so, and there's going to be occasions where you can feel to be angry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? In terms of if you're going through some tribulation or trials, etc., you can, like, it, it, there's, it will make sense that why you would be, why you'd feel upset and being angry. But here it's saying be slow to anger. I mean, so in terms of like, it, it's, it's, it's the thing, like it's not saying like being angry is 
wrong. You know what I mean? Like, like even you say, you know, be angry and do not sin kind of things. Like, it's for us to have an understanding and that in this anger, it can take me somewhere where I don't, where I shouldn't be taken. But I need to understand that I'm being angry, but I'm, I'm upset and angered by something. Anger literally talks about excitement of the mind, um, something being kindled within you in terms of like some negative type of passion. So you're, so you have an awareness of it, but it's about us being slow and like, it's like restraining it in a way and that we don't allow it to move us into sinning. And it's important to also know that as we're in this anger, which is where once again, we become self-centered and we actually now see in our mind, we're right. Now, I mean, in terms of because I'm angry because someone's done something to me, I'm now switching and I'm going to do something that I believe and I perceive to be right. But that's the danger in that a lot of things have been done. A lot of issues have arisen because people have spoken and done things in the midst of anger. In terms of where you say something that you didn't really mean or want to say, but in the midst of your anger, because you just let it loose, you said it. You now I mean, in terms of, yo, I want to be real. I want to just say what I want to say, all that kind of stuff. And you let it out from a place of anger. And then, you know, nothing good comes out of it. So even when we're going through our tests and going through our trials, let's slow down. There's even for myself, there's been times when, I'm not saying this is the trial or tribulation, just to be clear as well, but when I've been at work, when things have occurred, or I've been getting proper annoyed, and I'm like, you know what? I'm so vexed, I'm gonna quit. And it's like, it's, when you take a step back and you think, hold on, why? Why, like, you, you, I know you're angry in that, but you hate, like, you know, if you, if you just quit, like, just like, how are you gonna put the, you know, like, the food on the table, etc. It's like, you're, you're hurting yourself out of your anger and you're rationalizing the kind of, ah, oh, that's it, I'm gonna just like, I'm just gonna just do it. And sometimes what we've done, we can sometimes almost um, make it a positive and say, you know what? I just like how that person just does what comes to their mind. They just, they, they, they just do, they just do it. I mean, like when they're on it and they switch, they just do it. I just like that. They're just decisive. Well, that's not decisive. You do it out of a point of anger. You're out of control. You have no restraint and nothing good comes out of it. So cool. That, I think that talks about um, about being slow to anger because nothing, and because it does not produce the righteousness of God. Because even this, you will find Christians who will be like, it's almost getting vexed and angry. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, for like, for certain things. And you're like, it, it's almost like your, your anger and your venom that you have now against that person. Mm-hmm. Now I mean, there's nothing good coming from it. I mean, in terms of like, we can be like, um, we can be upset, etc., by certain things that are happening, but then we need to be careful in that we don't then let that anger turn into like cursing people, labeling people, put identities onto people, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, all right, let me um, go and read verse 21. Therefore put away, Someone say put away. put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive. Someone say receive, receive. with meekness the implanted <clears throat> word which is able to save your souls. So like this won't be the first time we've kind of heard like some teachings or 
some of the um the leaders of the church talk about things about putting away we've heard paul talk about this in quite a few of his letters if you read in romans first in verse 21 he says cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light um you see in colossians chapter 3 verse 8 he says put them away and, and he lists a couple of things he says that's anger wrath malice slander and obscene talk from your mouth so it was like this is not the first time we've been told to like put things away put things to the side like all these things that we know that are not of him we should just put them to one side obscene language filthiness take it to the side why because um they're not of him you know what i mean but then on the flip side we put these things away we're meant to receive so there's a I don't know what there's like there's this thing where I think an animal um they will put like a let me take like a coconut shell yeah and then they'll put food they'll, they'll make a little hole and they'll put some stuff in this coconut like an empty coconut and the animal will put his hand into this shell and he'll grab the stuff but he can't take his hand out because he's got his fist yeah. am I making sense guys mm-hmm. yeah and so so it's like the only way he can take his hand out if he lets go of the stuff but if he keeps holding stuff he won't be able to free his hand and that's how we are sometimes in terms of we're holding on to stuff that we should be putting away you know what i mean so that we can release ourselves from those things that are holding us does that make sense guys so yeah so it's like put put them away it's like it's almost like put them away so that we can open ourselves up to other things and here we see very clearly and receive and so put them away and then receive with meekness the implanted words which is able to save your souls. And this is not talking about receive the implanted word. You already have the implanted word. We read in verse 18 um, of James, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. Yeah, so we've been brought forth, almost like brought forth, sorry, by what? The word of truth. That we should be a kind of what? First fruits of his creatures. And so this word that is implanted in us we're meant to receive from it mm-hmm. yeah so i mean so that we have so you have you have a word inside of you something that is growing but it's about us receiving from it so this is not talking about receive the implanted word it's received from the implanted word so and receive meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls save your minds that like give you the rigor of life and this 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 word of truth is for us as christians is a truth that we need to hold on to it says in first peter um chapter 1 verse 23 being born again not of a perishable seed but of an imperishable seed through the living and abiding word of god and so we need to know that as christians we have a word that is that is that has been planted in us inserted in us um first thessalonians let me read that first thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 and we also thank god constantly yeah and we also thank god constantly for this what is this that when you receive the word of god which you heard from us which is the gospel the good news you accepted it not as the word of men but as what it, it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. 
Yeah. So there's a word of God that is being planted in us as believers and it is in work in us. In Hebrews 4, it talks about the word is living and it's active. Now, when someone say the word, someone say active. active. Someone say living. living. This word is living and active. And so when this talks about us to receive it, it's like, let's grant this word, this implanted word, access. Let's take it up. Let's receive it. This is not the same way of like receiving a punch. This is like opening up the door and let and and and, and let it in. It's like almost um, allow yourself to breathe, receive receive the oxygen that you have, breathe. You know what I mean, like take it in. Like think about in terms of um, like 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 your home right now. In terms of in your home, you have the heating. Receive the heating. Receive the warmth. Have take access to what you already have. Receive it. I'm making sense, guys. Receive what what is inside of you. Make when I think about this, I think about um, you know, him inside us, us inside of him. So that straight away should be thinking about the vine. So let me um, actually let me read it quickly, John, fifteen. John fifteen. Verse four to five. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Now I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. And so like we have like that we have that word that is growing inside of us. Let's receive from it. I mean, let's receive, let's, let's receive from that seed of God that, that is inside of us and talks about receiving what we want with meekness. When we're meekness, it means that we're teachable and it means that we're ready to submit. For those of us who know about the power of the sower, we know the different types of types of um, soil um, and you know, different types of soil deal with the different types of seed. Actually, let's read it. Can someone read Matthew 13? Can I get someone to read verses 18 to 23? Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the king, kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along, along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what, has, as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful as for what what was sown on good soil this is the one who hears the word and understands it he indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundred a hundredfold in another 60 and in another 30. Thanks, thanks, Amara. Apologies for the scraping sounds for those listening on the um, podcast. 
Um, so here we see the power of the sower, and there's a there's a good ground, a good heart that receives the word with what with understanding, and it yields. And this is about us, you know, like as Christians, just being receptive, and it's about us receiving it so that it continually yields in our lives, so it bears full fruit within our lives and within our minds. And it's about us being just like receptive to what we already have. And it's like, it's, this is why it's so important to, to read the word. You know what I mean, so the word that we have inside of us resonates with the words that we're reading. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, so, you know I mean, so, and so that we're like cultivating, so that we're, so that we're cultivating, I mean, that, that seed, that word that remains inside of us so that we, so that we start to thrive and flourish in this world. I'm hoping that makes sense. So let me go back to James, read verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So here now we're getting into, you know, so a popular um, quote where we're told not just not just hear the word, but actually do, do what do what it says, because you deceive yourselves if you don't. Deceive talking about false reasoning. And there's been many a time where um, I have heard a good message and said, yeah, that's true. Nodded my head and be like, mm-hmm, I need to do that. Oh, yeah, I'm, that's me. I need to, like, work on that, et cetera. Um, left, looked at someone and said, that was a really great word. That was an awesome word. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. But I haven't done anything. I haven't actually applied it. And a lot of times we can be um, content with receiving and being like, okay, because I received it and I get it and I agree with it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That is enough. But the, the transformation comes when we actually apply it. Yes, and this is, and a lot of times this is where, you know, a lot of us struggle in terms of like, yeah, yeah, I agree, but, and I like it, but the doing, you know what I mean, because like sometimes it's just hard to kind of like stop doing what I'm already doing, and and also you know you know by the time you've had your cup of tea and your biscuits etc., you know what I mean you're thinking about Monday, you're thinking about you're thinking about you're thinking about work etc. The word has become a distant memory after thirty minutes of leaving church. You know what I mean, and it's like it's but it's about us kind of like keeping keeping hold of it and saying now nah, that thing that the word was speaking to me about a lot of times when you're um, when you're hearing the word or you're hearing a sermon sometimes you'll hear like something will resonate where you'd be like mm, that's for me yeah i mean and that thing that is for 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 you to carry on is like we should actually continue in that and say okay lord what are you what are you saying to me how do i take that on and we'll find that more as we go and look at the mirror and but then some people i don't even know why actually really get annoyed when people say oh you're meant to actually not just be hearers but doers they start saying oh it's not about works it's not about works like we're not like it's not about that like no one here is saying that you're you're saved through your works just to be clear i mean but what we are saying is that if you believe what the Lord is saying is true, then you should do what you say. 
it's simply like it's not I don't think it's you know it's complicated it's that even when you look at the um the commission in terms of going as you go out donations make them obey and observe all that I have commanded like do what do what I tell, let, let them do what I have commanded and it's like it, it's this is not to you're not how do I say this um just to be clear you're not saved through your works but if you believe what he is saying then you will do it because an, an art of a an, so a disciple is someone who is following a teacher to be like a student and apprentice and is actually doing what their teacher is saying mm-hmm. so yeah um and in verse 23 you see for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror if he looks at himself and goes away and at once some say at once forgets what he was like so the word is like a mirror looking back at you mm-hmm. now i mean telling you about yourself i mean telling you like done with the truth and the reality of yourself in terms of when you look at a mirror if you got you know um dry skin i mean you'll see that you got dry skin so the mirror is telling you like, you got dry skin you know you're like ah, okay and some of us would be like okay cool i acknowledge that i've got dry skin and do nothing well i don't know why everyone's looking around but okay um or the mirror will be like yo like you got some you still got some jam on your lips there you know so it's like and you but you see it you see it intently and you look at it and you just but you but you walk away and you forget you forget literally and goes away and at once straight away forgets what he was like but the one someone say the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, freedom, and perseveres. Someone say perseveres. Perseveres. Being no here, he forgets by doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So this this other person is looking. So they're both looking, but he perseveres. So he he, he is perseveres, talks about abiding continuing remaining and i mean as you, this should be linking us back towards being divine the branches he perseveres the other person goes away and it's like this is why you know i'm one, i'm probably one of those um those boring leaders but my advice is always to people go to his word mm-hmm. you know i mean people may not like it but it's continuous my thing is always go to his word and stay there remain there wrestle in there i think you guys all know israel the name of israel literally means wrestle with god and so it's like remain and purse remain and persevere why because you'll be blessed in your doing i mean like this will this will this will tell you who you are like what like this it would actually tell you who you are i mean in terms of if you have um you know jam on your mouth or on your lips before you go out is the jam meant to be there before you go out no you're meant to remove it yeah mm-hmm. what i mean like it's not it's not meant to be there i mean and that's what the word shows you it shows you who it shows you like it's almost it's you're reading it and it's like and it's telling you who you are but then also then it's showing you what shouldn't be there does that make sense? Or what is missing potentially as well? So I'm like, oh, if you're meant to wear a hat and you haven't got the hat on, you're like, oh, let me go get the hat on. So I mean, it's like, and this is like, but all starts off from a point of like, 
knowing who you are, therefore you know what is missing or what needs to be removed. Does that make sense? Does that make sense, guys? So once you once you like you see who you once you like the words know who you are, therefore you know what to add or remove. And you only know that through what persevering. I mean, too many of us, I mean, I put my hand up, we can just be like, yo, quick, yeah, I know I got that. Like, it's almost like going back to the quick to hear kind of stuff. You can always be like, um, you can sometimes not even listen carefully to the Lord. You can assume, you can almost think that you're, um, you know, all of, you know, you already know what God's going to say about this. Mm. I mean, yeah, I know what he's going to say. I don't need to read this again. I already know it. I mean, you're once again um, jumping, jumping the gun and not even listening to him. There's been times when I've, you know, listened to sermons and other preachers and I've almost tried to assume what they're going to say next. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. I, I, I know the scripture inside that. I know what they're going to say. From, from me doing that, I, I'm being, it's folly. I close myself up to learn. I close my I close myself up to listen and to receive something that I may not know. So yeah, let's persevere. Someone say persevere. persevere. And this is connected to us being able to like meditate in his word, stay and remain in his word. And it's like some of you are thinking, what does this actually mean, Daniel? What, is, what, what do you mean by persevere? Is that when we receive these words, like we should go on one, look at the word and study it. As we're going, as we're going about, it should be something that is also pondering and going through our minds in terms of oh, what do you mean by that, Lord? I mean, like as you're going through your day, okay, oh, I'm getting more insight with it. As you're speaking to your um, you know, your your brethren about it, you're getting more insight about that thing that the Lord is pointing you out to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather than it being okay, excellent. Let me put my notepad to one side and I bring up bring it back up again on Sunday. I mean, there's even a challenge for us as a community. As we're going, as we're hearing these sermons, etc., should we be taking notes? I mean, like, how do we? I mean, how do we go and you know persevere and look through and say, okay, what what did you what what were you saying to me, Lord, during that word? Yeah. I mean, what was I meant to be applying during that word? Like, how do we um, make sure that we're not the guy that goes away straight away, but we're the one who perseveres in that word? Do you know what I mean? So, like, you know, even the challenge for myself, like, like, do, do, like, how often do I go back and re-listen to, um, when the, when the word has resonated with me so much, should I actually go back and listen to that podcast again, that sermon again, and start taking notes and saying, okay, Lord, what, what were the things that you were saying to me and how do I move forward? Okay. Um, can someone read Joshua chapter one, verse eight for me, please? This was just talk about meditating joshua chapter 1 verse 8 this This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will not, then and then you will have good success. Thank you. And there's many, there's many scriptures like that that talk about 
meditating and being blessed. You see that in Psalms 1. You see that there's, you know, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 is one of many verses that that um, talk about meditation. So, mm-mm. And that, and that meditating is that constant processing, mm. constantly on our mind, like day and night, not just day, not just night, but day <clears throat> and night. So I mean, in terms of, you know, what, what are the things that we are meditating on in the day and in the night? And I mean, is it, is it my Instagram page that the first thing that I'm meditating on? At nighttime, am I meditating on what, what, what was said on Twitter? On the BBC News or what was on football, what was on the football app? Football app. What am I allowing to stay and to meditate on and chew on day and night? Because the, the reality is, we're meditating on something. Mm, the re, the, I mean, we are we are we are meditating on something. We're chewing something. We have something constantly on our mind. But what? Like, but is it his word? And that's a challenge to all of us, including myself. All right, let's back to James, verse 26. If anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart. So this person, religion is worthless. Verse 27, religion that is pure and undefiled before God. The father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So here are the three things that um, James is calling out as um, almost like characteristics or traits that you would see in um, believers from his perspective. One, that they would bridle their tongue. And this is a big thing in that it's what you say and how you say it says very much about what's inside of you. Mm. And also um, what you say and how you say it is an indication of are you a person of understanding or wisdom or are you a fool? Because like it, it's when we know that life and that life and death is in the power of your tongue and you do free of it thereof. Is that if you're just wild with your speaking, free, lackadaisical, it's like that is that that is a sign of like a lack of wisdom and folly. But when you're when you when you're when you control and restrain your tongue, when you know that there is power in your tongue. Later when I think James talks about your tongue is able to kindle fire and burn things down. Mm. In that through your words, you can literally destroy it. Through words, wars have started. No, I mean, just through words. No, I mean, through words, there are families who are no longer in communication. Just through words. No, I mean, through words, people have killed each other. Yeah, and so it's knowing that the, knowing your power of your tongue no, I mean, is a trait and a characteristic that James is calling out. Now, I think he's calling out once again is what he talks about um, visiting widows and orphans in their affliction. This once again goes back to what I said at the beginning about knowing the interests of others. I mean, as Christians, we can't be self-centered. We should be. We should also be thinking about others, having an awareness of their afflictions. And this goes back down to this here is not saying. Um, I mean, spending two weeks praying for them. This is not. This is not talking about uh, having a um, a, like fasting for them. This is talking about going to visit them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that. Those those practical things in terms of 
a lot of times when someone says, oh, you know what, like, I'm, I would need to have a cult. A lot of our reflex answer is, okay, cool, cool, cool. I pray for you. But the reality is a lot of times, what can you actually do to, to help that person out right now? Now, I mean, if you have the ability to, once again, I'm not saying that you should go cold because you gave your coat away. If you've got a spare coat, give it away. Help someone else out. So having concerns for others and then being unstained from this world. And so this is not saying that, oh, we go and um, build our own little town outside of the world. But this is as you're going through the world, engaging with people, you're unstained. Jesus was able to go around, communicate and speak with people, but he didn't become stained by them. And it's same with saving for us. I think I said that a boat is able to go through the sea because it doesn't allow the sea to come inside of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it only a boat, on, a boat only gets in trouble when it allows the sea to come inside of it. And then we, as we go around this world, we don't become stained by this world. We don't allow the world to come and infect us. Those are like three kind of characteristics and traits that James is calling out. And as I bring this, I guess, this, these verses to an end, there's three things, I guess, that I want to kind of summarize. Here we see, we've been told to, you know, um, put away a number of things that should remind us about, you know, the whole thing about like, turning away from certain things. So, like, so basically the whole process of repenting, turn away, look away, go the, go in the other direction. And also we should be looking to receive, receive the implanted word, not receive the benefits of it, receive what we already have through that word. Let's not um, receive with open doors. I mean, so be inviting to the implanted word that we have. But also let's be responsive. Let's respond to the word in terms of as we look into that word as a mirror, let's persevere, meditate on it, act on it and be changed and therefore be blessed by it so that we can live that, um, high quality life in him and we can be blessed whilst in tribulation because we can be content in him because he is all that we need as we said last week keep your faith in the fight so the three hours repent receive respond mm. we'll leave it there guys see you next week Thank you.